You're listening to Portage on CFRC 101.9. listening to CFRC and welcome to the pilot episode of Portage, A Journey Through Canada. This is where we're, each episode we're going to discuss a different province across a variety of different topics and listen to music from that region. I'm your host Ian McCarter and as you've likely guessed from that Sam Roberts song in the intro, the province we're going to be talking about today is La Belle Provence. We're going to talk about the province of Quebec. So here with me today to, to talk about Quebec is, is one of uh, uh, Quebec's daughters is uh, Christine Robinson. Um, so thank you, Christine, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. So, so Christine um, is uh, a former Olympian. Uh, she was a, a water polo Olympian. Uh, you went to the Athens Olympics, is, I, is my understanding. I did. That seems like so long ago <laughs> when we talk about it. But yeah, Athens 2004. Athens 2004. That's awesome. So, so today we're going to be talking to, to Christine a little bit about her journey and, and also uh, the different types of programs that are offered to, to athletes in, in Quebec. So, Christine, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your, your background, sort of uh, what got you into water polo and, uh, and sort of your, your journey a little bit? Sure, yeah. I actually started water polo many decades ago uh, when I was a little girl growing up. I'm actually from Montreal, born and raised, and I grew up in a little borough called Lachine. And um, the really great thing about growing up there in that area is they have these little summer pools kind of within every little borough. And when I was a kid, I would just literally spend all day at the pool and they would have swimming, synchronized swimming, diving, water polo, basically every aquatic sport under the moon, which was really fun for me. I got to kind of try everything. But uh, the reason I started water polo is because my older brother played and I saw him and I thought, you know, I want to be cool. Like a little my bit of competition. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love it. So he's the one that actually introduced me to it. And I literally just fell in love with it right away. You know, I... I really think that team sports are really fun. I think that's part of the the whole team atmosphere and the team game and the friendships and the things that came out of it that really drew me into it. And I just had a knack for it right away when I was younger and I kind of just grew and got more and more serious and realized that I could actually take it somewhere and made my first junior team when I was 15 and threw a few world championships in there. <laughs> Casual world championships. <laughs> Casual world championship medals, yeah. And uh, the Olympic Games, which I guess was kind of the, the pinnacle of my career, which is really a dream come true for sure. And and so the, the world championships, uh, you you went you traveled the world really to, to go to these these world championships. So you and your team, uh, where tell us tell us about some of the, the places that you got to see uh, oh, during boy. these championships. I've been so lucky 
to travel all over the world. I think that's part of the, the thing that I love the most about competing. So I've been to Australia, China, South America, I've been to the US, a little bit all over Canada, everywhere in Europe. Um, I actually got the chance to play professionally in Europe for two years in Italy, which awesome. was really, really cool. And yeah, really great memories that I made there. The last world championship that I, that I played in was in Budapest in Hungary last summer. And we actually came fourth, which was pretty cool because we, we beat the home team, the Hungarians, oh. in, the, in the quarterfinal, which their fans of 8,000 people were really not very thrilled <laughs> about. But that was really, really cool, yeah. That's awesome. So so maybe to describe to the listeners uh, a little bit of... of the first time that you entered into that Olympic stadium in, in Athens, the opening ceremonies, oh you're, you're walking in with your, your fellow uh, Canadian competitors uh, and, and other competitors around the world. Describe that feeling a little bit to us. So I'm, ga- I'm going to try and put it into words, but it's a little bit hard. I think, you know, they kind of drag you down this, this tunnel where, th- you know, you're with all the other Canadian athletes, which is a really huge sense of pride. There's like a sea of red and everybody's kind of walking in together and you're going through this tunnel and you get to the mouth of the tunnel and you get into the stadium and it's packed with tens of thousands of people who are just cheering for everyone. You know, there are people from all over the world and there's like a roaring kind of sound that kind of engulfs the, the stadium and it's really magic. Like I walked in there and I just got this like fluttering feeling inside of me. It's really hard to describe, but it's really magical. And I just felt this really huge sense of pride being there representing Canada and representing my country and, and being able to know in that moment that I achieved my, one of my dreams. And I think the best part of me for that, of that for me was they give you these cell phones kind of like emergency contacts and to kind of stay in touch with your family and your friends while you're there. And I remember calling my parents from the stadium and being like, mom, dad, I did it. (laughs) And they were like, we're so proud of you. And I I could cry talking about it because it makes me so emotional. But in that moment, I was just like, wow, this is, this is it. Like, this is, this is it. You made it. I made it. Yeah. So really, really magic. And I wish I could have done it again. Unfortunately, we, we weren't able to do it again, but um, definitely something that I will cherish forever. Because definitely water polo is is not necessarily one of the sports that when you think of Canadian sports, you don't or uh, you don't necessarily think oh water polo. You think yeah. you know ice hockey and anything like that. But but definitely water polo is a different a, a different category of sports. I guess that it was it was a, even just a major accomplishment for the Canadian team to qualify for the Olympics. Oh yeah, for sure. The the thing is, and, and we could do a whole other episode about this, but um, it's a little bit of a a sexist situation in terms of water polo like for example the men have 12 teams in the olympics whereas the women only have eight okay and the way that the qualification goes it's by continent so by the time you kind of fill up all the spots it's really very difficult to qualify right so i'm hoping that they kind of equate that in the in the near future but I can, we could go on about that for an hour, <laughs> so I won't bore you with those politics. No, that's, that's good. That's good. So, so Christina, I'm wondering if, if, if you can talk, talk to us a little bit about, um, some of, some of the biggest, uh, obstacles or, or even failure that you faced mm-hmm. through, through your career yeah. and, and, and sort of what you did to, to, to overcome that or, or who helped you along the way. 
So I think, you know, it's funny because when I look back at my career and I look back at my life, I think some of my biggest accomplishments actually came after big failures or big traumas or something bad that happened. Interesting. Um, for example, we were trying to qualify for the 2008 games uh, that were in Beijing and we got to the qualification game and we lost by one and we didn't make it. And I was absolutely devastated because that was, you know, that was the whole point of what we were doing. That was the whole reason why we were training so hard. And I took that really badly and it was really hard for me to kind of get over it. But, you know, you kind of have to find a way and you you find an internal motivation and a motivation with the girls on your team. And we just focused on moving forward. And we actually had the world championships in 2009, a year later, and we won a silver medal. Awesome. So we kind of found a way to use that failure or that loss to kind of motivate ourselves to, to move forward and to get better. And I think we did a really, a really great job of that. And something that I've learned along the way, it's not, it's not necessarily the winning that's the point of everything. It's more the journey and the things that you learn along the way and and the relationships that you've built. So, you know, definitely had my failures, definitely had my losses, but it's kind of a part of sports. Right. Somebody has to win and right. somebody has to lose. So as long as you can kind of wrap your brain around that and and really not let those losses and failures get you down, then mm -hmm. I think that's it's kind of a... I'm I'm sure as well that that your team is is like your family. And, oh yeah. And I'm sure you're you're very close with those girls and and it like I I'm sure you talk to them almost every day. Yeah, so, well, you yeah. it's crazy when you go through really hard things and really great things with the same group of people. It really builds those those bonds, you mm -hmm. know, cuz you blood sweat and tears together, you know, every day you're working and you're grinding. Sometimes you don't want to be there and you just find a way to kind of do it for each other in the end. And yeah, yeah some really great friendships, some great relationships. And and I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit. Uh, so, so we talked a bit about the sort of failures. What about your that moment that you will remember for the rest of your life? Uh, and and I want to I want to sort of talk maybe more around the Olympics. It, it may be there or it might have been during the World Champions. But is is there a moment that stands out to you that that just your favorite memory of of uh, of competing? I think def definitely that opening ceremonies is, you know, I, I do still have that vision of my mind of walking in through the, the whole of that tunnel and hearing that crowd roaring. That is yeah. definitely like a huge, huge moment for me. I would also say that, that standing on the podium at 2009 World Championships was pretty cool. I actually was really lucky to play at home at a World Championships in 2005 where we won a bronze medal. Awesome. So winning a bronze medal in front of my friends, my family, my community, that was something that I will definitely never, never, ever forget. Like we were playing on, if anybody has been to Montreal, Parc Jean Drapeau Island, and it was just a super great venue. The stadium was packed with people, which I thought was a bit strange considering, like you said, water polo isn't, you know, such a huge sport in Canada. Right. So that was really fun to see so many fans coming out and, and supporting. So that's definitely, I think, my my top three moments <laughs> being amazing. on the podium yeah, that's at home. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick uh, musical break here. We're, we're going to listen to some Leonard Cohen, uh, the partisan, one of my one of my favorite uh, artists <laughs> from from Montreal, certainly. And when we come back, uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit more about um, uh, the, the the things that Quebec does differently um, and some of the programs that Quebec offers for for athletes. So uh, up next is uh, Leonard Cohen here on CFRC. When they poured across the border, I was cautioned to surrender. This I could not do. I took my gun and 
Welcome back to Portage here on CFRC. You just heard some Leonard Cohen, The Partisan, one of my all-time favorite artists uh, from Montreal. So we're here with Christine Robinson, uh, the former uh, water polo Olympian for, for Canada out of Montreal. And uh, and so, Christine, for, for the next part of, of our discussion, I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the different programs that are offered to athletes in uh in quebec specifically from from like a training training perspective or like are there any special types of programs or or uh what are what are some of the the interesting programs that they offer so i you know obviously i'm biased because i'm from there but i i really think that quebec does a great job of supporting their athletes and you know from my experience specifically uh, we train out of the olympic stadium in montreal and they revamped the whole thing and created this institut du sport du quebec and it's basically this huge new 
structure with new innovations, new technologies, new services. I can go there and it's a one-stop shop for me. I can get everything that I need. So I've got physiotherapy, doctors, nutritionists. I've got an amazing weight room. I've got my pool. I've got all my coaches. I've got psychology. Anything that I could possibly want, I have it in my kind of one-stop shop at the Institute. And it's basically just beautiful facilities that they have a number of different sports. We've got water polo. They've got judo. They've got fencing, gymnastics. They basically just built this crazy institute for a bunch of athletes to kind of just come and, and do their thing. So I feel very fortunate to, to kind of have that. And Quebec also offers kind of different, you know, we get free tuition that comes from Canada, but Quebec also helps with that too. And even financially, like in terms of um, bursaries and kind of scholarships and things like that, I know that Quebec gives its athletes $6,000 a year um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it really helps. And in comparison to other provinces, I know some other of my teammates were only getting like a couple hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you kind of compare the two, Quebec is really at the forefront of really being really keen on helping athletes and helping us grow and giving us what we need to, to do well. And and so this facility that you're talking about, how, how long ago was, did this uh, sort of happen? Ooh. Is that a, a couple of years ago or what, since you were an athlete, has that always been available to yeah, you? Yeah. So, it, it literally at the and more at the end uh, of my career they kind of uh, revamped the whole thing yeah. um, I could be wrong on this but I'm going to say maybe 2009 yeah. they yeah. kind of built it um, I could be wrong on that I wouldn't quote <laughs> me but yeah it's a really great facility they have all these new technologies you actually have to face scan your face to get in no it's like really high security oh, type yeah. of stuff yeah. Um, but yeah they have so much you know great great services there and right. I feel really thankful because some people kind of train with the bare bones and they don't have all that extra stuff and yeah. those kinds of things really really make a difference when you're training at that such a high level. Are, are there any other sort of those changes that you've seen over over the years that you were a professional athlete uh, specifically in Quebec on on sort of the way that uh, you know um, workout regimes are changing, or, or nutrition, there's advancement in 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 the yeah. way that are there are there any uh, are there any things or, or that you've noticed over the years mm -hmm. that that have that that Quebec is really doing differently compared to either other provinces or or other countries. I think something that especially at our institute that they're really focused on is innovations and new technologies that are coming out. For example, for us, we have these new systems where we can analyze the games. So someone can kind of sit on a video and break down our games really quickly just by pushing a little on the screen and monitoring what mm -hmm. we're doing, what other teams are doing, which is really important in a team sport where tactics and things of that nature are, can kind of make or break the game. So there's always advancements in those things. We're really good. We've actually got a team of uh, physiologists that work with us. So okay. they come up with really cool monitoring programs where they're monitoring our training, our fatigue levels, whether we're growing or destroying ourselves <laughs> and kind of monitoring and, and adjusting like that. Um, we've got really great technologies to kind of help with uh, rehab and you know we've recently had a lot of problems with concussions so we've got kind right. of um, experts that come in to kind of help with those things so I would say that Quebec is really focused on staying at the forefront of of new technologies and new innovations which I think has been really helpful to keep us 
ahead of the game, even right. on, the, on the international stage. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like it's it's definitely a, a place where you get to meet a bunch of different athletes and, and sort of share your stories, um, whether, as you mentioned, in like judo or or whatever. <laughs> have you have you tried your hand in any of these other sports? Uh, you know, it's funny because they've actually brought us in to do some train, some wrestling training and judo training, no which is kind of fun because you kind of get, you know, the best of both worlds. Yeah. They're there anyway, right? So um, we actually did a session with them one time and they were kind of teaching us how to, to wrestle and grapple, which was really fun. And we had no idea what we were doing, right, obviously, right, of course. but um, it was really fun. And yeah, it's kind of fun to also just have a other athletes around you know mm-hmm. you get to share experiences struggles um whether they have new technologies and new innovations and new ideas to right. kind of share um it's really fun to kind of all be in the same space and and learn from each other and, and adapt right yeah. it, well uh, from from my understanding water polo is a pretty vicious sport so yeah. <laughs> res- wrestling might not be that far off from what no. water polo is just floating wrestling i guess <laughs> i guess with a ball <laughs> well some people kind of say it's a little bit like rugby in the water yeah. so I, I can definitely I can definitely see that. Yeah. So so you're uh, now so you're you're here in Kingston uh, mm-hmm. here now. Um, one one of those programs that that are offered to uh, Canadian athletes is a partnership uh, with with Queens and um, and and with the Canadian Olympic Committee, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And and so so is is this just another program that's available to athletes to to come and 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 study uh, uh, postgraduate studies? Is it? Yeah. So recently they kind of have started doing you know implementing programs for athletes to make you more well-rounded outside of sport Mm -hmm. and make sure that after you stop your sport you're not kind of just left to your own to kind of figure out what what's happening next because when you're focused on sport you kind of got that 100% in one thing and you're not necessarily thinking about what's going to come after so they've got this really great program called game plan um, that is really tailored to kind of give those services and give that support to athletes so this partnership with the Smith School of Business and the COC kind of comes um, into play because of game plan and you know they're really starting to focus a little bit more on these things because they're realizing you know, after life, there's life that happens after <laughs> yeah, sport. Yeah, that's right. And if you kind of don't set it up and you don't focus on it, you know, you can end up in a kind of a, a dark, crummy place. Right. So um, I feel really fortunate to kind of get into this program a little bit at the beginning. This is the the actual second cycle. Okay. So I feel very lucky because I think it's going to get quite popular and it's going to be a little bit of a, a competition to get in. But um, really great initiative, really cool I feel really fortunate and really happy that I'm kind of getting this opportunity because, you know, just recently retired, trying to springboard into a new challenge and figure out what's next. So... So it definitely sounds like sort of a, a combination between the Canadian Olympic Committee and also sort of the province of Quebec. There's there's opportunities for for different programs in in your training while you're at the games and also post post your career. So yeah. it, it sounds like there's sort of the the beginning, middle, and end of of your full career that there's that support there. Yeah, they they really try to do everything that they can to support you and. And they look at you as as a whole person, as a whole human mm-hmm. being, not just kind of a robot athlete that you're just good for one thing, right. which is, is really nice. And, you know, that kind of gives you the opportunity to train and, and give your 100% and not be worried and stressed about what you're going to do afterwards yep. or how to handle all those other things that happen in life at the same time. Because mm-hmm. 
life is always happening around you. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't stop because you want to exercise, right? So I think, you know, Quebec and, and the Canadian Olympic Committee also are, is recognizing that if you got a healthy person, you have a healthy athlete, and that's going to really help you to perform in the end. So right. they've been doing a really good job with that. Awesome. Well, Christine, thank you so much for, for being with us today and, and sharing your, your Olympic story. Thank you for um, having me. So, so as, as, as we uh, end the first episode here, uh, just sort of one message from you, Christine, for, for all of those young athletes out there that are aspiring Ooh. to be Olympians. What, what message would you give uh, to those young people, whether they're in, in Montreal or, or wherever? What, what, what would you tell them? Just one thing. <laughs> Ooh, put me on the spot. Um, I think really just don't be afraid to try. You're going to fail. You're going to lose. Things aren't going to always go your way. But don't be afraid to try and don't be afraid to put yourself out there because the things that I've done that were kind of the scariest and I was most nervous to do are the ones that brought me the most joy in the end and mm -hmm. brought me the most success. So just try, <laughs> just work hard and just try. And, and I promise something good will come out of it. That's, that's great advice, Christine. So, so we've got, uh, our, our last song here, uh, chosen by you. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to listen to some, uh, uh, another band from Quebec, uh, Coeur de Pirate. Uh, we're going to listen to, uh, Comme des Enfants. So thanks again, Christine. Thanks, and, yeah. uh, you're listening to, uh, uh CFRC.
Thanks again for listening to the pilot episode of Portage, A Journey Through Canada. You'll hear us next time on CFRC in two weeks. This show is produced in collaboration with CFRC at Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, with infrastructure support from Queen's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Find more great podcasts at podcasts.cfrc.ca.